Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ginger London Show. I am Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for joining me uh, today. I'm so excited because we moved into the month month of March, and the month of March is National Women's History Month. And so every year for the past six years, we've been celebrating women created for greatness. And so this is our sixth annual celebration, and we're going to be uh, this year, sticking real close to the uh, theme of the national uh, celebration, um, and our theme this year is trailblazers, recognizing women who are leading the way professionally, spiritually, and personally. And so I'm excited. This celebration will go on from March 6th through the 31st, and uh, we have some special uh, interviews and special teachings that will start March 10th and go all the way out until the end of the month. And so if you are a woman trailblazer, if you're doing something great in your profession, if you're doing something great in ministry, if you're doing something great in your business, or if there's something great happening in your life and you're leaving a legacy, then please um, email me at mingerlondon at gmail.com, M-I-N-G-I-N-G-E-R-A, L-O-N-D-O-N at gmail.com so that um, you can be interviewed and feature your products, your services, give your powerful testimony about what um, has happened in your life and how you became an overcomer and now you're trailblazing your way to living the best life possible or how you started your business or maybe you wrote a book, you're an author, and now you're on the second book. Whatever it is, if you I would like to be interviewed about your business, your product, your career, or your life, or if you have a special teaching that you think can help women uh, move forward in life, then please email so that we can get you on the show or set you up to do a webinar or a teleseminar so that women across this globe and across the universe will be able to experience your gift, get access to your your products or access to your services or hear about your testimony or how you moved up in the uh, professional um, in your professional career and how doors opened for you and what you had to do to actually get to the place where you are right now professionally or even in ministry. So I'm excited about this month. Um, one of the interesting things that happened to me this month, well, my birthday is March 13th, but I had an early birthday breakfast with a friend, and she gave me a book as a part of uh, the gift uh, that she gave to me. And the title of the book is The Deborah Anointing, and it's written by Michelle McLean Walters. And, of course, I've never heard of this author, but uh, just the title of the book will get your attention. And when I started reading the book, uh, it was just absolutely wonderful. Um, 
book. And so a couple of the shows, I'm actually going to be uh, sharing excerpts out of this book with you and reviewing the book. Get your hands on it. You can probably order it from um, any Christian bookstore uh, website, Christian books website, maybe Amazon.com will have the book. Um, It looks like the book was published by uh, Charisma House, I'm sure, if you contact them you'll be able to find this book probably on their website. But again, the title of the book is The Deborah Anointing. So I wanted to really uh, get get this series going, this celebration going, with talking a little bit about uh, what she's saying um, in her book in the beginning, which I thought was so awesome about women being called and embracing the call of God on your life. We all have an assignment to do greater works in the earth. And sometimes we get hindered or sometimes we don't embrace it the way that we should. But before we start talking about her book and what she's saying in her book, I want to give you about uh, 10 or 11 key principles about the anointing. Since we're talking about Deborah, uh, Deborah, the Deborah anointing or Deborah's anointing, if you will, I wanted to, before we talk about Deborah's life, I want to give you some uh, keys on the anointing of God, period, um, you know, to keep in mind. And so as we go through this um, month-long celebration, celebrating women, especially those who are trailblazers, I wanted to share these things with you because without the power of God uh, operating in your life and empowering your life, you may be successful on some level, but not the greater works level that God wants you to be. If you are doing, uh, if whatever you're doing in your life is uh, according to his will, if you say God has called me to do this, he has assigned me in the earth to do this, if you're saying that your connection is to the Holy Spirit, then there's an assignment on your life. But without the empowerment of his power, you'll do some things, but not on the scale that God wants you to do it on. So I'm going to give you some keys to understanding the anointing. These are all familiar to you. You've heard them before. Um, it may be new if you're um, uh, new in your spiritual walk, new to the body of Christ, but um, it, or if you're new to just embracing uh, the call of God and being able to understand, hey, how, you know, what am I called to do as a woman? You know, how am I going to fulfill uh, God's purpose uh, for my life as a woman? So number one, The first key to understand about the anointing is the anointing is the power of God. That's the number one key. The anointing is the power of God. Isaiah 10, uh, chapter 10, verse uh, 27 says it like this. And it shall come to pass in that day that that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Whenever you feel like you're being oppressed or there's something that's keeping you down, something that's hindering you from moving forward, when you begin to cry out to God, any and everything that has put a yoke on you as a woman, that's hindered your life as a woman, that's uh, tied you up if you as a woman, when you call on God and ask for God's anointing to come upon your life, the same thing that happened in this scripture for Isaiah will happen for you. It says, and the, and the, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. God's anointing destroys the yoke. And the yoke in the biblical, in the Old Testament days, was, things that, was something that they would put around an animal to tell the animal which way to go. Um, and sometimes... 
people in your life, in your life, will have a yoke around your neck, if you will, or around your life, telling you, well, I think you ought to do this. I think you should go this way. I think you should do this in life. Or I think you should um, say this and go here, go there. When God is in control, his anointing will come upon your life, and it will destroy every yoke in your, that's on you that's hindering you from going in the direction that God wants you to go in. Remember the scripture says that uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. When you allow someone else to order your step, you, are in, you have been yoked by that person, and you have now become under bondage or oppressed by that person. So if you're going to carry the devil's anointing, if you're going to be a woman who is a trailblazer, you have to make sure that the anointing of God is the anointing that's controlling your life, and you have to understand that the anointing is the power of God. Number two, the anointing is the power of God to conquer any enemy that emerges in your life. We are all going to face some challenges. We're going to have some battles in life. We're even going to have some enemies um, in life. Acts 10 and 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went up about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. When you walk into the calling that God has assigned to your life, when you're completing your assignment, you want God to be with you. So the scripture tells us if God is for us, who can be against us? The scriptures tell us no weapon formed against us shall prosper. The scriptures tell us that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Those things happen in your life when the anointing of God is in your life and the power of God's anointing is manifested so he can do so that you can conquer any enemy that emerges in your life. You don't need to panic. You don't need to uh, uh, get frantic or, uh, you know, just go completely, um, uh, become completely unglued because an enemy shows up or more than one enemy at one time. If you just stand still, you'll see the salvation of God. If you just stand still, after you've done everything God told you to do in this situation or in the circumstance, if you stand still, God's going to take over and the power of God will conquer any enemy that is in your life. The anointing is there to destroy anything that is not of God and that keeps you or hinders you from being the woman God has called you to be. Number one, the anointing is the power of God. Number two, the anointing is the power of God to conquer any enemy that emerges in your life. Number three, you always possess something God desires to anoint. Here's where you get excited. It's when you know that you already have something in your possession that God wants to anoint. Remember, he asked uh, Moses, you know, Moses had a rod, you know, and he asked Moses, what's in your hand? He said a rod. David had a slingshot. There's always something within you and always something in your possession that God wants to do. To anoint. All you have to do is surrender. And when you surrender, it increases your dependence um, on God. You know, there's a song that came out years ago. God, I'm available to you. Everybody likes that song, loves that song, especially now when a radio station plays it. You know, you you hear it, you turn the volume up, you start singing with it. God, I'm available to you. It was um, a mass choir. I can't remember which one that was singing the song. Just a beautiful song. The words were right. You know, I'm available to you, you know, and that's where you need to be as a woman if you really want to see um, the power of God uh, equip you to do greater works you will have to uh, recognize that God 
that you have something that in your possession that God wants to anoint. It could be knowledge that you have. It could be a skill set that you have. It could be your ability to write. It could be uh, your ability, you know, um, your ability to sing or your gift to sing. It could be uh, your ability to teach. You have something in your possession that God wants to anoint. And when he anoints it, then you will begin to flow in it and see great things happen in the earth and for your life. Number four, your success in life or ministry will depend on the anointing you choose to to respect. Remember, Zacchaeus recognized the difference in Jesus and Jesus bonded with him because of it. Listen, your success in life, your success in your career, your success in business, your success in ministry will depend on the anointing that you choose to respect. You are not the only person doing what you're doing. You're not the only person who has a desire you're doing. There are other women that are doing exactly the same thing. There are other women who have the same exact same dreams and visions, who has a desire Uh, maybe stay-at-home moms who want their families healthy and whole. There are other women that have that same desire in life. So when you respect someone else's um, anointing who's doing exactly what you're doing, or even if they're not doing what you're doing, when when you do that, then you will seek success in the area that you want God to bless your life in. Um, doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be career. It could be your personal life. It could be your marriage. It could be relationship with your ch- relationships, uh, the relationships with your children, relationship with your children. Whatever it is, when you respect someone else's anointing, for them to be able to flourish and do what they're doing, then God will make a way for you to be successful. Number five, the anointing increases your life proportionate to your dependence on God. So listen, your prayer life reveals your humility or pride. So anything that you attempt, ladies, anything that you want to accomplish apart from God will eventually paralyze the flow of anointing through you. You must make sure that God's anointing is flowing through your life. And the best way to do that is to have communion with him. And you commune with God through your prayer life, through your your life of worship. You cannot become disconnected from God and want to walk under the anointing of God. You must stay in right fellowship with him. You must commune with God. You must pray. You must worship God. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. There's a reason that God has given you the spirit, his spirit and wants a certain manifestation in your life because there are, not only are you to profit from it, other people who encounter you experience your gift, experience, experience uh, whatever it is that you have that you've been entrusted with, they are to profit from that. You know, so there are other people in the earth. You may have heard me say before that you're not assigned to everybody, but you are assigned to somebody. And the somebody that you are assigned to, when they come in contact with you, they should profit from whatever that you have. They should not be encountering or experiencing a dry or dead bones. You're going to need to make your bones come alive again if that's where you are. And you do that through communing with God, um, strengthening your prayer life, getting into the word of God, and worshiping God, spending time in worship. When you worship, you win. When you, You're winning because you are a worship. So keep that in mind. So the first five again, number one, the anointing is the power of God. Number two, the anointing is the power of God to conquer any enemy that emerges in your life. Number three, you always possess something God desires to anoint. 
Number four, your success in life or ministry will depend on the anointing you choose to respect. Number five, the anointing increases in your life proportionate to your dependence on God. And if you want the full effect of the anointing, all of your being to God. Let's move on. Number six, an increase of the anointing will increase order in your life. The word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 40, let all things be done decently and in order. And it also tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, for God is not the author of confusion. Ladies, you can't be a trailblazer. You can't succeed in life when everything is chaotic, when things are out of order. You must make sure that things are in order in your life. So before you step out by faith, launch out into the deep, jump anywhere, do anything, make sure that you have order in your life. Make sure your spiritual life is in order. Make sure that your mental thoughts are in order. Make sure that your conversation, your words that you are speaking are ordered, that they're in order. You don't want to say you're under the anointing of God and then you're cursing someone out in the next breath. Make sure there's order to your life. You you must get everything in order for things to flow through you, for the gifts to be operating in you uh, the way that God wants them to, and for you to experience the manifestation that God intends for you to experience, things must be in order in your life, in your life. Number seven, the anointing turns common things into uncommon weapons, right? Moses stressed out his rod, and it became a snake. So there are some things that you have that you think are common, and when the anointing is upon them, they become uncommon weapons in your life. You know, your voice can become an uncommon weapon. It could be common to you, but when the anointing of God is upon it, you might become a mouthpiece or an advocate for a certain issue or um, concern of life that would help somebody break free. You could become an advocate for domestic violence, you know, violence against women. You could become an advocate for uh, women recovering from addiction. Your mouth can be just common everyday conversation until the anointing of God comes upon your mouth, and now you become a mouthpiece that everybody listens to because now you, when you speak, you bring words of life to the situation, to the issue of life. You can become a mouthpiece for teen pregnancy. Anything that God has assigned you to do, anything that may be common to you, when the anointing comes upon it, it becomes uncommon. Your mind can be common to you until God anoints your mind, and now you are the brilliance, the brilliant mind behind creating different things in life, different things in the earth. All right, number uh, eight. The anointing that attracts some often alienates others. The anointing on your life that attracts some will often alienate others or cause them to uh, not want to be connected to you or withdraw, you know, from you. So think about it like this, that um, Jesus said it like this, you know, think not that I have come to uh, send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword for I have come uh, to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be that of his own household. See, when you obey the Holy Spirit, 
some will withdraw from you. That's not saying that Jesus came so you could be fighting against your family members. What he's saying is that when the anointing shows up, there'll be people that are close to you that will withdraw from you. There'll be people that are close to you that will want to talk down what you say your assignment is. There'll be people close to you that will want to disrespect your assignment, want to um, speak bad about it, not support you, never show up to anything, never come to an event you have, never um, come hear you speak um, um, at a rally or, you know, won't support you if you decide to run for political office. There are, what he's saying is there are people that are close to you that will, that will come against you when the anointing shows up in your life. And a lot of women can attest to friends, family members, coworkers, best friends, acquaintances who have all distanced themselves from them when they became Christians and when they start speaking for God. When they start witnessing and telling and when they start saying, my assignment is, my life purpose is, there are people who have caught, who have withdrawn and pulled back from you for whatever reason. So know that your anointing will draw people will draw people to you who will be assigned to help you and who will, who are assigned to, to receive what you have and the anointing will also run people who should not be connected to you um, for you to fulfill your assignment. Number nine, and this is the one that I love. I teach this all the time and when I get to this number nine, I love number nine. It says the anointing is determined by the will of God, not your perfection. Romans 7, 18, for I know that in me, that means in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Not in you as a person, just in your flesh. So there's, don't do anything out, don't do anything according to your flesh. Do it according to being led by the Spirit of God. Anything that we do in our flesh is going to cause us to mess up. So listen, the anointing is determined by the will of God, not your perfection. Ladies, sometimes we want everything to be perfect. We want ourselves to be perfect. We think we shouldn't have any faults. We think we should, uh, you know, should be without spot or blemish, you know, uh, that there should be no shortcomings, no weaknesses in our lives for us to be used by God, for us to be to to be used to do greater works in the earth, for anybody to listen to us, to buy from us, to uh, be serviced by us. We feel like we just there. We should just be perfect, and that's not true. The only thing that is perfected or perfect, if you will, is the anointing of God and the Spirit of God. And it is through his anointing by his Spirit is where you will be positioned to do whatever God wants you to do. And you can become perfect as as uh, as, as it relates to the definition of being matured. You know, one definition for perfect in the Bible is matured. We shouldn't be silly. We shouldn't be um uh, just uh, foolishly doing things, we should be matured uh, in our assignment. You know, we do have to grow into it and, and evolve into that maturity, but there sh- uh, should come a place or a season or a time in your life where maturity shows up with you handling your gifts, handling your assignment. If you're going to be a speaker, your speeches or your or your talk should mature. People should see growth and elevation in you. If I heard you speak in 2013, when I hear you in 2017, there should be some growth in what you're saying. I should be able to see that you've grown uh, in your uh, talks to others. So, the anointing number nine is determined by the will of God and not your perfection. And then number 10, before we move into talking about uh, the book, number 10 is your respect for the anointing will, uh, will create access to it. 
All right. So remember now, there's a, a passage of scripture in the Bible that talks about when there was a famine and uh, Elijah was sent only to the widow who did his counsel. And he asked her, he asked her, he said, hey, look, what do you have? You know, and uh, she said what she had and he told her what to do. And guess what happened? Everything, she, she went from famine to a whole house full of everything that she needed. So remember, you know, your respect for the anointing will, increase, will create access to it. You know, access to it means there's somebody else. Remember, to you, you're not the only one doing it. There is someone else doing exactly what you're doing, ladies, that's doing exactly has the same assignment, maybe doing it in a slightly different way because we're all unique and different. But there's someone that's doing it. There's not just one preacher in the earth. There are millions of preachers in the earth. There's not just one business owner. There are millions of business owners in the earth. So the anointing, when you respect the anointing on your life, it's going to create access to uh, someone else's anointing, give you access to things that you need. People, other people will have what you need to be a trailblazer, to actually make history for yourself and for your family and for your life. Someone else is going to have to, someone will have to help you do that. So respect the anointing that's on your life. And as I said earlier, respect the anointing on someone else's life. And when you do that, it's going to create access to everything that you need to get the works in the earth accomplished that you're supposed to get accomplished. Um, listen, again, the, the last six, an increase of, your, of the anointing will increase order in your life. Number seven, the anointing turns common things into uncommon weapons. Number eight, the anointing that attracts some often alienates others. Number nine, the anointing is determined by the will of God, not your perfection. And then number 10, your respect for the anointing will create access to it. And those are the things that you want to remember about the anointing. And I wanted to share those things with you because we talk about there are certain words and terms, you know, in the um, in the body of Christ that we use, that everybody gets excited, you know, when we hear that anointing, conqueror, victor, victorious, you know, all those types of terms that we use, and they're all great. But sometimes we use those terms and we don't fully understand what it means, uh, or don't have a really good understanding um, for each term or cliche or phrase that we use, rather, in the body of Christ. And so I wanted to talk to you about the anointing before I talk to you about Deborah's anointing because, every, you know, people get excited. You know, hey, you know, Deborah was a great judge in the body of Christ. She was a great woman of God in the body of Christ. And so, again, this that I'm going to share some excerpts out before we close on today is titled The Deborah Anointing, and it's written by Michelle McLean Walter. So if you get a chance to Google it, look it up on Amazon.com, um, published by Charisma House, probably can go to CharismaHouse.com um, and find this book on their website. But I would encourage you ladies, as we celebrate uh, National Women's History Month, this is an awesome, it's a little small, easy-to-read book, but it's power-packed. You want to get this. A friend of mine, as I said earlier, gave this to me as a part of my birthday uh, gift, and I am just so excited about um, this book. And so when she talks about the Deborah anointing, she talks about women be, uh, becoming um, a spokeswoman for God, you know, where you are actually, you know, when you look at Deborah's life, she was telling um, 
divine revelation and she was giving strategy that would lead the nation to victory. And that's what you want to be as a woman of God, a woman that's in the earth doing greater works. Listen, you want divine revelation about what your assignment is, regardless of what it is. If you're an author, you want divine revelation about what your assignment is as, a, as an author. What type of books are you going to write? Who are you writing the books for? And then you want a strategy that will When you follow that strategy from God, remember, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. The plans of God are the ones that are that will come to pass. So God, what is the strategy? What are the plans that you have for my life? You know, as an author, you know, how do I get this book out to the masses? How do I get it out to the people who really need to read the words that you gave me as a ready writer? That I use my pen to scribe on papers uh, that turn into a book. How do I get that out to the people and bring victory to their lives? And that's what Deborah did as a judge. She received, you know, divine revelation, you know, from God and a strategy on how to lead that nation to victory. You know, and so it's the same thing when you walk under the anointing of God, pray for wisdom and revelation that will help bring solutions, not only to your life, but to the lives of people that you are assigned to, because we're all assigned to someone, to somebody. So when you read the book, she answers the question, what is the Deborah anointing? And I'm just, just in awe about how, how she explains it. I love great uh, biblical teachings from people who are anointed with that gift because uh, when somebody is anointed with that gift, they can break it down and make it really so plain and clear that you're not struggling with the passage of scripture that she's talking about. Once you read it, you come back and you read her her interpretation of it, not her personal or private interpretation, but when she can go into it and break it down according to the original meaning, then it impacts your life and brings a revelation to you, uh, makes that revelation real to you. So when she answers the question, you know, what is the Deborah anointing? You know, she uses Judges 5, chapter 5, verse 7, where Deborah said, I, Deborah, arose. Now, that's awesome. Put your name there. I, Ginger, arose. I, Mary, arose. I, Susan, arose. I, Angela, arose. Whatever your name is, put your name there. But she's, Deborah said in Judges 5 and 7, I, Deborah, arose. And she took the word arose, and she uh translated it from the original writing, which was Hebrew, in this passage of Scripture. And she said, in this passage of Scripture, um, the word um, talks about the position of the woman. I, Deborah, arose. She's talking about what position. The word arose means the position that um, she was in at the time of crisis. And so it has five different meanings for that particular word, depending on how you want to use that word. So Let's talk about them. The first one is to arise um, in a hostile sense, you know, and here is where she said Deborah will confront the powers of darkness with the power of God, liberating thousands of people across the world. And if you think about the scripture, it says the kingdom of violence, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence the violent take it by force. There are things that you're going to do in the earth, your greater works, you're going to have to do them with uh, the power of God, and you're going to have to do them with a force that demands that people listen or uh, the force that demands that a way is made for you to actually 
the assignment has called you to do. You can't be shy. You can't uh, have a lack of confidence. You're going to have to arise. And in when you arise, you have to see it in a hostile sense. And I don't mean like, you know, beating someone up, but making a decision within yourself that I'm on assignment and the kingdom of darkness is not going to stop me from completing my assignment. The number two to arise me become powerful. So if you're going to be Deborah's, you have to um, activate the power gifts in your life. And the power gifts are faith, healing, and miracles. You know, you're going to have to have the gift of faith. faith. We all have some measure of faith, but everybody doesn't have the gift of faith. Listen, the gift of faith are the people who can believe God for anything at any time and nothing will um, distract them from knowing that God is going to make it happen. We all have a measure of faith, but there are people who have been given the gift of faith, and they can believe beyond the measures of faith that you and I can believe it for. They can really believe for it and, and to the point where they actually see it happen. You know, God honors the gift that's on the inside of them. So when if you're if you want that gift, pray for it and ask God to empower you as a woman with the gift of faith so that when you are jumping, when you are taking a leap of faith, when you are stepping out into what God has called you to do, you have the gift to believe. You have the gift of confidence in knowing, the gift of favor on your life, faith in God to know that it is going to manifest. You want the gift of healing flowing in your life. If there are any wounded areas in your life, God, let your anointing Come in my life and heal me from all of my damaged emotions. And when I'm healed, God, let your anointing flow from me into the lives of others so they are healed by the same power and the same anointing. And then you want the gift of miracles. Listen, if you're going to move in the earth with the Deborah's anointing, you want miracles to manifest in your life. You want them to show up in your business. You want them to show up in your family life. You want them to show up in your professional career. You want them to show up uh, in your spiritual life. You want to see God manifest miracles. You want to see God take something Take nothing and turn it into a big something on your behalf and on behalf of others that you're going to come into contact with. The third definition of arise is to come on the scene. Some of you as women have been hiding for too long. You've been in the back burner. You've been you have withdrawn yourself. You've gone and hid in a corner. You're under the bed. You got a little bit of the gift peeking out from under the covers. You know, you've taken your candle. You've hidden it under a bush. Nobody can't see the light that God has placed on the inside of you. It is time for you to arise and come on the scene. You will be voices for the voiceless. You will be a voice full of solutions. You'll be a voice full of answers. Your voice will be full of um, strategies. It it depends on what God has chosen. What God has chosen to do with your voice will determine what your voice will carry to the people that you have been assigned to. So you want to arise. You want to come on the scene. Number four, you want to arise. You want to uh, to stand and to maintain yourself. Listen, you're going to be. Um, a great and awesome movement among women when you take the Deborah's anointing. Other women are going to look at you. They're going to respect you. They're going to admire you. They're going to want to emulate you, and all of that is good. But you have to make sure uh, for that to work for them, 
you know, Paul said it like this, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ. There'll be people who are going to want it, who, women who will want to imitate you, and nothing is wrong with that, especially when you are functioning under the anointing of God. Let them imitate you. Let that be, um, um, for lack of, I'm losing my thought right here because I'm so excited, but let that be an honor to your life when somebody wants to imitate you. Don't dismiss it and don't talk them down. Oh, be yourself. Don't be me. God didn't create you to be me. Listen, what they're saying is, I like what I see and I want to imitate that. If you say that you're connected to God and that you're doing great things for God and God anoints your life and God is using you to do great things, yes, I want to imitate that. I'm not trying to be you. I just want to follow the strategies and steps and disciplines that you have in your life. I want to activate them in mine because I want to see God use me in a great and unique way as well. That's what they're saying. So don't knock them down and don't close the door on them. Open it up. That's an honor for people to to see your life and to see what you're doing and and want to uh, respect it in such a way that they want to learn how to develop the same disciplines, strategies, and visions and things like that that you have in your life. Don't Don't rob them of an opportunity to have the same experience that you're having. All right, and then number five, it means to be established, to be confirmed, to endure, to be fixed, to be proven, to be fulfilled. So if you're going to carry um, in, uh, the Deborah's anointing, it all means it also means to stir oneself up. And you know, in Timothy, you know, the scripture says that he was told, you know, listen, stir up the gift on the inside of you, and that's what carrying the Deborah's anointing means. It means to stir yourself up. It means to resolve within yourself to stand boldly in the call of God, all right? Don't make apologies for it. Become unapologetic for it. The anointing and grace that that you have on your life is there so that you can lead not only your life into the direction that God has called you to, but you can lead others. You can lead other people's lives so they can walk in the direction that God wants them to walk in. If you're a modern-day Deborah, you must have resilience. You must have uh, persistence uh, in your life. That is important. You need to understand what was she saying when she said, I, Deborah, arose. Remember, I said, put your name there and go back and read Judges chapter 5. But the, the, one I'm ta- the scripture I'm talking about is verse 7. But take a moment and go back and read um, the entire book, uh, chapter rather, of Judges chapter 5. She says, I, Deborah, arose. There are things that you need to do or or let happen in your life so that you can be a Deborah in the earth today. Do greater works. Be a trailblazing woman who is not only making history but writing history, leaving a legacy about how you accomplished what you accomplished in your life. When you carry the Deborah anointing, listen, you're going to be gifted with the – uh, will bless rather with the gift of leadership. There's no way that you can be a trailblazer and not be a leader. You cannot be a trailblazer and not be a leader. So, ladies, don't shy back from being in leadership. Don't shy back from wanting to be in the forefront. There's no way that you can be a trailblazer and do greater works in the earth and not be a leader, not become a great leader. When you carry the Deborah's anointing, you will be blessed with the gift of leadership. All right? You um, 
will go forward. You're going to develop everything. Everything that you need is going to come forth and manifest. And remember I told you, it's going to mature as you're doing things. Your character is going to mature. Your ability to inspire others will mature. Um, You're going to um, be able to become disciplined um, as a woman of God. And you're going to touch the lives of other women and other people. You're going to help them walk in the assignment that God has purposed for their lives. Be a woman of prayer, be a woman of worship, and you're going to cause great things to happen in the earth when God uses you uh, in the earth today. So listen, I want to close out with one final thing that she talks about in, uh, in the book. She says that the Deborah's office was between Ramah and Bethel, and she's talking places. Ramah mean, meaning a place of idol, idolatry, rather, and Bethel being the house of God. The Deborah anointing is a grace, is a grace, the is a grace that breaks that breaks the idolatry in the human heart and causes it through mentoring, discipling, and training to be matured and purified. So no matter where you are in life, don't feel like, hey, I'm not, listen, I'm not doing what you're doing. I, I don't know all the people you know. I'm just getting started. I'm just answering the call of God on my life. I'm just realizing that my life has purpose. That's okay. Stay right there in that place because when you want the devil's anointing on your life or want God to use you today in a manner similar to the way that he used Deborah, remember, she says, Deborah's office was between Ramah and Bethel. Ramah meaning a place of idolatry and Bethel being the house of God. So when you decide to do that, what's going to happen is through the empowerment of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, when you're getting into the Word, allowing other people to speak into your life, being mentored, when you develop discipline in your life, when you go through the training you need to go through, go through, you will be matured, become matured, and you'll become purified, and you will be positioned to carry the anointing. It doesn't matter that you're just starting. If you're just starting, the only thing you need to do now is say yes to God, or do as Sam, um, Samuel did as a little boy, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. When you say that, God begins to show you exactly what he's going to do with your life. Listen, again, get your hands on this book. I'm just giving you little excerpts from this book, but this is a, a, a recommended reading, The Deborah Anointing. This is a powerful book, ladies. So if you are going to take it and read it through the month of March, you'll be when. Study it with the scriptures, read it, go back, look at the scriptures that she's using in the book. But remember, listen, you have it already within you. Remember when I talked about the the anointing, God, uh, the anointing, God, you already have something that God wants to anoint. And so let me close you with this one thing that will hinder the anointing of God resting on your life that a lot of women have, and that is fear. All right, if you're going to be bold and courageous, don't let fear get in the way. You cannot operate the assignment that God has called your life to if you have a fear um, in your life as a woman, fear of what men are going to say, and I mean male, M-A-L-E, a fear of what other women might think, you know, uh, a fear of um, uh, of being, uh, you know, not a fear of being uh, successful, fear of being rejected. You cannot have fear. 
in your life as a woman. The word says, I do not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Those are the, the, the attributes that you want functioning in your life. The, the, um, a, you want power, a sound mind in your, operating in your life, not the spirit of fear. You want God to empower you. So, ladies, don't get caught up in fear. Don't let fear paralyze and hinder you from moving in the direction that God wants you to move in. You are blessed. You are called uh, to do greater works in the earth. You are, are anointed to do it. All you need to do is say yes to God and yes to the anointing coming upon your life breaking and destroying every yoke that's hindering you and moving you from doing what God wants you to do in life and move and and position yourself as Deborah did and say to yourself, I, Ginger, arose. I, Kathy, arose. Whatever you do, put your name there and say, I, Ginger, arose. And what you're saying is I'm positioning myself to do great works. And that is what I want to do for God. So listen, as we close, thank you so much for joining me. As we celebrate National Women's History Month, please stay connected. Again, if you are a woman trailblazer or desire to be a woman trailblazer and would like to be interviewed about your business, about your product, your career, or life, um, or if you have a special teaching that can help women move forward in life, email me at ministergenderlondon.com. Uh, at gmail.com, and it's really M-I-N, not the whole word minister, M-I-N, Ginger London, M-I-N-G-I-N-G-E-R-L-O-N-L-N at gmail.com. And um, and let me know in the subject line, put Trailblazer, and I'll email you back and give you the instructions on how you can be uh, selected for uh, an interview. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Stay uh, connected. Take care.